Friday the 13th as time of recording this. Uh, what's up? This is the uh, anti, anti, anti-film, film, anti-film, film, film club. Just say it quickly. It rolls that way <laughs> instead of the anti. I never get it right because in my film, head I'm like, this is the right way and then it's not. Film club. The AFK. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, but it's Friday the 13th, Eric. Happy Friday the 13th. Yeah, happy Friday the 13th. Right before I recorded, I said I have a special thing that I'm going to talk about. You And you, I didn't tell him what it was. You didn't. And now he knows. Oh, there it is. Welcome to Friday the 13th. Um, I'm going to talk about my favorite Friday the 13th movies, and that's all this episode's going to be. Oh. And uh, Eric then has to go and watch each one of them <laughs> in sequential order. I mean, it's been a, it's been a minute. There, you know, there was a season in my life where you know the the black cat friday 13th superstition thing um i you know i was always kind of like is that real like is that a thing you know for some <laughs> it is and as i've aged it i don't matured. i don't i don't as you've matured okay well <laughs> i i don't put any stock in that kind of stuff yeah. however there was a season where because i was born on the 13th Ooh. that i thought Oh wait a minute! What if? What? What? Yeah. Ooh. Hey. Nice segment. Well. That, nice segue. Yeah. We'll get to that a little bit. Um. But I thought, wait a minute, was I born on Friday the thirteenth? Was Was it a Friday? Was and, it? And it wasn't. Oh. It was actually a Monday. Boo. Boo. That's no fun. <laughs> Monday the thirteenth just having the same ring to just, it. Just yeah. But but yeah. So every five years, my birthday lands on a Friday. So. There's that. That's not this year, though. Not this year. So um, let's start with the, uh, the the best one of them. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do this whole segment on Friday the 13th movies um, because by the time you're listening to this, it's not Friday the 13th anymore. That's right. But it won't be. I just thought it'd be funny to play a little joke on Eric, and his face did not disappoint because he was very much just like, uh, we're talking about horror Hey, movies. and you missed it. I was like ready to do a video. I know. Where I'm trying I'm to. I'm not, though. I'm trying, yeah, Zach is totally resisting. Yeah, because I spent the entire morning filming, and I'm sweaty, and I look gross, so uh, I'm being a little, uh, what one of my, what, what, <laughs> say it, say it, Eric. <laughs> I saw your face that you just made. I'm being a little be what? A little viat. Mm. I was going to say I was being a little vain, but yeah, sure, that works too. Um. Eric... <laughs> can't believe that you would uh, mislead our, our <laughs> listeners that way. I'm not misleading mm. anybody. Oh, wow. You okay. look fine, by the way. Thank you. Um, um, yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, cool. You were out filming. Yes. Sweet, which we love doing. Komodo. Uh, oh, on the Komodo. Mm -hmm. Nice. Which was um, my first time in a uh, completely uncontrolled environment with it. Okay. Which was uh, interesting. Because most of the stuff that you've shot so far on it has been in studio. Studio stuff. Gotcha. Mostly. Cool. Yeah. Um, the one thing that did happen, weirdly enough, was I had uh, popped off a couple of shots, and then we were getting ready to move to another, uh, like, down the block, and uh, Komodo just goes shutting down. Wait. Because of the heat, the humidity? Nope. It wasn't was even it? that hot. It was, like, a nice breeze. It was actually pretty nice downtown. Wow. Morning. But, um okay. Yeah, I don't know what happened. And uh, battery was fully charged. CF card was fine. Or, sorry, whatever, CFAST 2.0. These names are so stupid for these memory cards now. Um, 
And I don't know. Like the SDI was fine. Nothing, nothing happened, and just was like shutting down. Was it the new? Because you you got a new battery adapter. Was it, it the did. adapter? I'm maybe wondering if it was that now because we moved. We had the uh, the Anton Bauer one, right? And then the little uh, wing nut or whatever you want to call it—not wing nut, but the little uh, backing of the power cable that plugs into the DCN mm-hmm. uh, just came off. Almost lost it. It was luckily just right, fell. which is why you were hunting for electrical tape in the office the other day. <laughs> yeah, exactly, because I was like, uh, I found the, I found it. Uh, I'm never going to trust it again. I'm going to tape it now. But then I got in contact with our. Um, well, I'm not going to name the business because I don't know if they'll take it negatively or not. But um, so basically, we did a, a swap. Okay. So we're going to return the Anton Bauer one, and we ended up just buying the uh, the Core SWX adapter. Right, and you showed it to me, and it looked super clean. Oh, super it sleek. was yeah. and it, no cables. Yeah, and it, it plugged right in, mm-hmm. connected, which it was fun watching you decide whether or not you were going to take off the packing. Like, there's a little yeah, there's seal a, tape on yeah. the connectors, and it's gold. The tape is gold, so but so is the computer the connectors are yeah, gold too. So it kind of makes you look like, should I take this yeah, off? I should I not take it off? And then I'm like, oh yeah, you're supposed to take it off. As I looked at the instructions, and as he starts peeling it off, I'm like, oh wait, <laughs> About he's already halfway done. Heart <laughs> yeah. It was fun. It was fun because there's some. Uh, some like computer connections that have like a ribbon, right? And yes. you're not supposed to and pull it, it off. And it looked like it looked a just like ribbon, it. yeah, hundred yeah, really percent. So, uh, well, maybe I wasn't supposed to pull that off, and that's why I had a, a power issue earlier. Maybe mm. I don't know. No, that it no, it was suppo- it was, it was definitely supposed to come off after I looked yeah. at the yeah. But anyways, I like it a lot more. Uh, it's a lot more streamlined. It definitely. And unless that's what was causing your issue that shut it down. How long I were shot you? shot for another hour and a half after that and never had the issue again. Okay, so you shot for an Probably hour or so, hours, two yeah. hours, and then this thing happened? No, not no. So it was like maybe 20 minutes, and then it shut down. Oh. And then I let it shut down. Luckily, it didn't just, like, kill power. It properly shut down, so the clip that I was even recording saved Got and everything. Saved. It was that's fine. cool. Um, so it was like, Hey, shutting down. And then it did. And then I just out of precaution and just history unplugged the battery, plugged it back in and it was fine and turned it back on. And it was fine. Nothing. Huh. It was super weird. So I, I don't know. I will, we'll patiently wait and see if it happens again. Right. Yeah. You might've discovered a bug in the, it's in totally the, possible in the adapter. There is a USB on the adapter like port. So mm-hmm. you can update the firmware. So it could be a thing. Oh, maybe it's like a that. firmware thing. Yeah. Um, but it was nice because the, uh, the Anton Bauer one just plugged into the DC. So you didn't have like battery readout yeah. on the Komodo. Now I had battery readout on the Komodo. So you got all the data from the yeah. battery in the, in the menu. Yeah. So That's once, super cool. once my first battery was down to like 20%, the Komodo was like, Hey, you need to change battery. It was like in the red. I was like, this is great. This is actually yeah. a lot more beneficial than yep. gives you the heads I mean, up. It's like first world problems, like saying, Oh, I have to look on the on the battery screen to tell if it's low or not instead of just looking at the Komodo. But yeah, whatever it's, you know, convenience is uh, sometimes worth it. So yeah, man, it was good to film with the Komodo out in the, you know, and I got some really cool shots. Luckily it was like starting to get cloudy as I was down there. And um, so some cloud coverage was super helpful. And then also didn't just look like a big blown out sky, you know, in all my shots. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot of fun though. I enjoyed it. And, um, 
You think I'm going to do the Kelvin updates on it now? I don't know. Oh, I know. We talked about man. this. Yeah. Sorry, Fuji. Sorry. Sorry. Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe. Now that you say that, now I feel bad. You should feel bad. I feel a little bad. You should feel bad. No, you're right. You, sh- you should wait till like, there's a significant... Um, Maybe like after, I don't know what is it like after he's won. That's what I was thinking. Maybe and then maybe shift. Stick with the Fujis until he's won, and yeah. then move over. Yeah, that's a good idea. So yeah. I got I got six more months. Yeah, yeah, that'll be fun. It's only six more videos. It's fine. Yeah. It'll be fun. Yeah, great. It'll be fun. Eric, what have you been doing? Um, well, so I had a meeting with the um, nonprofit that we produced. Their event, their the streaming the, event last year. Yeah, we talked about. Um, was it last year? Yeah, was it twenty? It was a twenty twenty. Because they, they yeah, yeah, couldn't yeah. have anyone at their actual right fundraiser. Right, that's right. So we did it online. Right, but twenty twenty feels like. I mean, it feels like it was longer. Oh, twenty twenty feels like a fit. decade ago. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, but yes. So that event. So we're kind of pre planning. Um, not a lot of pre-production for this year's because it's not just online. They're actually, fingers crossed, having an in-person. Yeah. Um, but a socially distant, like only 200 people in a 600 people room type of thing. It's pretty spread apart, yeah. Um, and so we're going to do a live broadcast from the event. So just talking about what that looks like. Yeah. Um, Similar thing as last time, so some, some talking head. Yeah, it's mostly talking on. head. And then there will be, the, and then, you know, then as the conversation went on, it was like, yeah, we're going to have some, maybe some pre-produced stuff. And I was like, okay, a um, little different situation this year, you know, and resource availability and that type of thing. So I was like, well, let's talk through that because the budget's probably going to be different. Yeah. So we're just in the planning stages of that right now. Um, and been doing, been, uh, recording podcasts for, for my wife and her new studio and they're developing a new fitness method. So that's kind of a big deal. Um, and been, been, uh, shooting video components of that. What else have I been doing? Oh, I'm watching some new creative animation on Disney plus. Eric, what are you talking about? <laughs> what is this new show that you are referencing? Well, you know, I think it was born out of some creators that actually had a series like this on YouTube called What If? And it was like, what if, you know, different, the story was different. And uh, Disney Plus slash Marvel Studios just dropped uh, this week a new series called What If? And there's like a complete season of... Was the YouTube one Marvel based? It it was. I don't think it was Marvel based specifically. Just but multiple. It, it was you know multiple different types of. But the idea. I saw the idea there first. Yeah. Right. Um, and then I was like, oh, cool. So. Well, let's talk about yeah. it. Yeah. So uh, right up top, I'm a little disappointed they didn't release. I thought they were going to do three episodes the first week. Yeah, when I saw the season, right? Because when I first clicked into it and I saw season one, and I was like, oh, "We're gonna get multiples at once," yeah. and I was like super juiced. And then I scrolled down, and it was only the first one, right? 
And they even they even went out and announced the first three episodes, yeah. what they were going to be. So I was like, oh, they're going to drop three. Because they did that with um, The Boys on Amazon. Mm-hmm. So The Boys, like, they dropped, the f- for at least season two, they dropped three episodes. And then it was like weekly for two more weeks or three more weeks. And then they dropped the final two episodes yeah. at the same time. Which was like an interesting way to go about it. Because, I, you know, Disney... And Marvel, whatever you want to say, Disney Plus is definitely going off of the like. They want that water cooler talk, right? Yeah, they want the you know the people hyping it up for six days until the next one comes. Which out. is interesting because you know the water cooler talk happens in an in person office, which <laughs> yeah. it feels like is going to get shut down again. Yeah, but right. uh, you know that's a whole nother ball of wax. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I mean, I, I guess a part of me still likes that format. I'll say this: that I don't, uh, I don't see people talking about like Netflix shows. Like after they binge them, it's like, hey, did you catch that? Cool. Two days later, no one's talking about it again, except Money Heist. Money Heist, or <laughs> you know, Stranger Things. Yeah. Obviously, like the big ones, but you know, you look at Sweet Tooth. You even know what I'm talking about? No. See, so like that came out. I don't know, almost a month ago, and. A couple people in the office were like, hey, did you check out Sweet Tooth? Yeah, cool. Oh, yeah, I liked it. It was great. You know, no one ever talked about it again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but now you get like the Mandalorian, you get people talking about it the day after, you know, the next day, and then like the two days leading up to the new right. episode coming. So yeah. it, you get constant discussion about it. Yeah. And uh, so I, I enjoy that part of it, I guess, but. Well, and there's the drip campaigns they do marketing-wise, too, where they release another little clip that they didn't have before. Which I hate. Because they're doing that for Shang-Chi right now. I know, and I kind of can't stand it because it feels like I'm I'm purposely avoiding. I'll watch the first trailer for pretty much all of the big tentpole things now, and then I will avoid everything else. Yeah. Because if it doesn't grab me in that first trailer, then it's not going to get me at all. Hmm. Interesting. If it does grab me... I don't want to find anything else out about it until I'm experiencing the movie. Right. Like Jungle Cruise, I bet a ton of that movie was spoiled in social media posts and further trailers. Sure. But all I did was watch the very first one like a year ago. Right. Yep. And then said, cool, I'm in. And then that was it. And I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. I saw some some like behind the scenes promo, um, you know, where uh, Emily Blunt's like going down the the zip line thing the zip line yeah. thing yeah and and there was a little bit of commentary from from Dwayne Johnson and I was like oh this looks cool this looks like it could be fun yeah and and that was it I didn't really oh, that's funny like, you didn't even watch the trailer you just watched no, that yeah and the rest of it I was I mean I was intrigued but I was kind of like I'm like mm is it going to be Haunted Mansion? Right. Like, mm, Disney trying to make another movie from another ride that maybe does well, maybe yeah. doesn't do sure. well. I don't know. We'll see. And I, I don't know. I was skeptical. And, and anyway. But we had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, it was great. It was fun. Check out last week's episode for that review. Um, um, another, quick yeah. sidebar, though. Another thing um, that uh, a friend of mine is in a show that's blowing up right now on uh, Bounce TV called uh, Johnson's. And it's about these four black dudes, or maybe it's five, and they all share the same last name. 
They don't share the same baby daddies or baby mamas, but they okay. happen to go to school together. And, you know, when you're at school and you line up, you know, and they line you up they alphabetically and whatever, they take right, role yeah. and they're all, and so they kind of, kind of grew up and, and now they're adults and they've all kind of, you know, or, or in their careers or in their life space or whatever. And they still, they still connect and, and it's, it's really fun. Um, Derek's Brady stars in that as Jarvis, which cool name, by the way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you have a chance, there's a couple of apps that you can actually stream it on or bounce TV. Uh, so shout out to my, my boy Derek's, um, but yeah, so what what if? What if what, Eric? What what, what if? What if? That's um, that's the watcher's voice right there. Dude, that yeah, um, that's good. What what's his name? Uh, he's from Westworld. Um the guy's voice, Jeffrey Jeffrey something. <laughs> Jeffrey as he scrolls Jeff, through Google. Jeffrey. Google it. Jeffrey Wright. Yeah. Uh who's also the next Jim Gordon, oh, in the Batman, featuring Robert Battenback. Wait, Jim Gordon. Jim Gordon is Commissioner Gordon. Not yet. Oh, it was pre Captain Gordon or something. Commissioner, pre, yeah, Detective, oh. Detective Gordon. Oh, okay. Because this takes place before he's Commissioner, just like uh, Gary Oldman. Yeah, wasn't Commissioner until The Dark Knight. Dude, I loved Gary Oldman in that role. I mean, yeah, it's pretty Gary great. Oldman's pretty awesome. He's never bad. Not not once. It was funny, the direction... We are on a tangent. Um, <laughs> the, the direction that um, Christopher Nolan gave Gary Oldman for that role was, I want you to be American, but I don't like your accent. I want his accent to be American, but I don't want you... I don't like someone to be able to tell where he's from. Hmm. And it totally... So he doesn't have like a New York accent or something, you know, but it is... Like quintessential American accent. Well, that's kind of California, right? I mean, I mean, w- with with the exception of some specific ways that they say some phrases. I mean, yeah, you, I you could be in wrong, California yeah. because it's such a melting pot of other places around the sure. country, specifically yeah. L.A. Yeah. Now I know a lot of people are like California, but the Valley Girl, like, R- right, well, that's or not the surfer voice. dude, right. or whatever. And, and, you know, and but and not everyone talks like that. I mean, look at you. No. You don't really have that accent. You've got that California accent of the melting pot accent. Yeah. But yeah, if you if you were like, yeah, he's from, you know, I don't know, Cleveland or something, there'd right. be a bit of an accent. Yeah. Or Virginia. There's or, there's hints yeah. of, yeah. Or like Louisiana. Yeah, obviously, yeah. But yeah, so that's probably good. That's probably what he did is he just went and copied a bunch of, like hung out with his California friends for a week <laughs> and then got the accent for it. But Anyways, Jeffrey Wright, um, he plays the Watcher in uh, Disney Plus's The Watcher. So my favorite, my favorite tagline is the closing, the his closing dialogue, his his monologue where he says, um, "I I cannot." Uh, well, I will not. I will not. I cannot. I cannot. No, wait. The will not is it? The last. If it's your favorite part. quote, you should have it. Right I know. Now. I should. What I, are you doing? I don't know. I I'm I'm. You kind know, what's funny is, is I this. just rewatched this literally an hour ago. Wow. Um. So yeah, that's the funny part. Is it though? Is it funny? I'm not laughing. He's not laughing. Nobody else is laughing either. Except no one's I laughing. Agree. I do not. Cannot. And will not interfere. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, 
which I totally dug that. And I was like, oh, that's cool. So, full disclosure. Are we into spoilers? No. But <laughs> I, I watched this. I semi-watched this while coming back from my shoot downtown. So I wasn't, it was, he, it was he mo- put it on his phone. Yeah, it was in more of a podcast. And he was listening to it. Basically. Let's hope he wasn't watching it as no. he was driving. I but mean, but he know. does have a problem doing that. I was by on the, the 10. There's a lot of traffic. It so was if fine. you're ever behind him in traffic mm. and he seems distracted, you're not wrong. <laughs> but there's nothing you can do about it. So look, <laughs> there's too much content. There, there is. There's a lot. Got time. I've got to rewatch it again. There's things that I picked up on the second time, just earlier this morning, and I was like, "Oh, okay, hmm, yeah." Let's talk about what you didn't like first. What I didn't like? I guess let's just get into spoilers. Okay, so I should give the alert. You just make it a quick one. Spoiler alert ahead for what if, if you haven't watched it, go do so and then come back. Boop, you have been forewarned. Wow, he actually listened. I'm, I'm impressed. Anyways, what didn't you like about it? What didn't I like about it? Mm. So I unfortunately have a little bit of a list. Yeah, well, it's interesting because you, wa- you listened to it more than you watched it. Correct. Um, that's, huh. At least that's my legal standpoint. Okay, there's a couple of things that that I, I'm still chewing on it. Mm. I'm still I'm still kind of <laughs> yeah that. <laughs> um, you know, I like the idea behind what mm. if. I like the idea of this. You know, one simple decision could spawn you know a prism of infinite multiverses. And just internalizing that idea, thinking about it, it really made me meditate on choices that I've made in my life mm. from a young, you know, teenager up through young adulthood. Jesus. Through, I mean, just kind of. This got much deeper for it, you. Than it, it did. did. Well, you know, and I was kind of like, wow, because there are a couple of things that I, I, I occasionally wonder, where would I be now? Sure. Yeah, where would my multiverse be now? Yeah, if where would you be if you called those girls in your yearbook? <laughs> oh, <laughs> back right to that. Yeah, that <laughs> probably, a callback. probably wouldn't be so good. Mm. Um, but, you know, I think the challenges that we go through help shape and mold our character and, and um, our convictions about things and stuff to that effect. But, uh, yeah, there's one in particular that, that made me think about where... I was being asked when I was at Fox, I was being asked by the national editorial director to start a photography blog. It was back when the strobist was totally blowing up out of Atlanta and getting millions of hits in there. Um, Sorry, my notifications are blowing up. I should turn the speaker off. Um, Anyway. Just the one. The other so one. You only have the well, I moved it over there because so oh, I was yeah, there. we're totally on a distraction right now. Yeah. But anyway. Cut this out. Um totally. Strobus was blowing up. Oh yeah. So that so I got asked by the national editorial director at Fox if I would be interested in doing a photography blog and um and they were they were talking about 
syndicating it nationally. Because at the time you were a staff photographer. I was actually, I was an application developer. Oh. I was on staff developing applications. Okay. And then I, as I normally do in every scenario, try to make the most of every opportunity. Excuse me. I try to make the most of every opportunity. And there was opportunities for photography. And I don't know if I've told that story, how that got started. I think so. Um, but anyway, so yes, I was going to a lot of photography gigs and, um, because there was opportunity there. So I essentially had two careers in one at the same time, which was cool. But you decided to not do the blogs. Um, I turned it down because I didn't feel comfortable writing. Mm. And the thing that I didn't no, they didn't offer like a ghostwriter. Well, the, a ghostwriter was available oh, later. Oh. I didn't learn that till after the fact. And well, that's on them then. And it was well, no, it was really it was it was uh, it was on me because I didn't I didn't uncover all the details. I didn't explore it. I I immediately thought I'm not that great of a creative writer. What am I going to write that's interesting and intriguing to, for people? I'm just going to stick to the photo side of it right so i always wonder what what that would have looked like but it's not too late i mean i've had yeah no (laughs) (laughs) you don't want to start a a, a retro act like a retrograde retro what am i trying to say a throwback i mean at the time blogs were blowing up blogs aren't really a thing right now you can make an instagram i mean or something though yeah and it'd be like just your old fox photos I mean, that's all copywritten, though, isn't it? Probably. Uh, no, not all of it. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. All right. Just made you a new Instagram. <laughs> Eric Thurston Fox Photography. Oh wait, no, I can't say Fox Photography. No. Yep. Whatever. Anyways, well, I mean, how 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 did this show make you think that? Like, well, because just the premise of it. Well, yeah, the idea of the the watcher his. Uh, his monologue, you know, the ending uh, animated scene where all the prisms start, you know, sp- spinning off from, you know, and he's, the, the phrase that he uses is that every decision spawns a multiverse of, you know, or a prism of multiverses. So he just, you know, sits back and enjoys the show, apparently. Overall, though, what did you think of? The episode. Um, so I like the idea of what if. Mm-hmm. I always quite, you know, it's like, hey, what if it's this? And, you know, what, yeah. if, what if it could be this? Or what if something else happened? And just exploring that idea. I'm, I'm a fan of that because I think it it spawns creativity. It spawns the imagination. Sure. Um, you know, things that are, I think there's a lot of creative people, but I think the idea of really leveraging the imagination hmm. is is a is a very rare commodity now. Um, I think traditional schools, um, as kids get older, don't necessarily value imagination. Sure. Um, they want you to fit in a box. They want you to check off the, you know, fill in the bubbles on this test and memorize these dates and do homework. Um, and, and so the, the value of imagination diminishes over time. Um, 
so I like the idea of, of that part of it. And, you know, I'm all going these deep philosophical areas instead yeah, of just completely the completely <laughs> different direction I was expecting, honestly. Um, and I thought you'd it, just be like, don't, uh, uh, Stark tech cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, so, okay, let's get into the story part of it. The, the, the written storyline. I was like a little disheartened by Stark building iron man the iron man mark one for steve rogers feels a little weird because i'm like you know that wasn't on his radar no that's that's my biggest issue with this whole thing so far is that it's a lot of cool ideas that kind of seem to just come out of nowhere just for the purpose of the story like this for the action sure because there's a lot of stuff where okay if we're flipping it and okay she's captain carter now which is a kind of a playoff the captain britain which is in the comics right um you know who has a sword she gets the sword later on it's kind of all things so it's a little it's a, you know, there's a lot of homages to that I mean, yeah it, and they take creative liberties which as is they fine do. i had yeah. no I didn't it's really what if any, sure i didn't have any issues with the captain carter stuff it was everything else kind of surrounding it that I didn't mm. really care for. And then also, um, I didn't like um, that they tried to basically shove a two-hour movie into like 30 minutes. Yeah. The, because that, it didn't really work for me. I was a little disappointed when I saw the 33-minute, you know, yeah. time and stamp it's, on it's it. It's fine it was, if they want to tell a story that can be told in 30 minutes, but they tried to tell a story that was already a movie. Which was two hours long. Which was the Captain America, the first Avenger right. movie. You know, yep. It's almost beat for beat the exact same story. Is that just you're swapping in mm -hmm. Captain Carter instead? But... Like, I don't it, think they needed the... When, if you were going to make it short like that, cut out the train scene. Yeah, because it didn't really. Yeah, make it make it a totally cut, different scene. Yeah, cut it because you've already changed so much in right. ways. Yep, make it a whole different thing. I mean, it it made sense in the story that they made, in a way, because it was like, well, how do we get uh, the tesseract back to Red Skull so that the tentacle Hydra monster can come in? Sure. But you put yourself in that situation. You could have wrote it differently to begin with. You know. Right. So and that's that was. Yeah, I agree. I, I think. Um, I would have liked to have seen, instead of seeing the suit show back up and Rogers show back up in, you know, Red Skull's castle or whatever, yeah. I would have liked to have not seen him the rest of the episode and, and been wondering, and does he another, become Winter Soldier now? Right. Because Bucky isn't. Yeah. Because Bucky got off the train. Right. So Bucky's never Winter Soldier in this one, but no one is Winter Soldier in this one. Yeah. Because it, basically everyone survives. It was weird that, you know, why would he make the, what do they call it? Um, the Hydra Stomper? Yeah. Why would they make the Iron Man, basically it's the Mark I suit that he, yeah. that, uh, that Obadiah builds more so than the one that's in right. the cave. Right, yeah, because it's, because it's, it's, it's way it's, bigger. Yeah, it's yeah. finalized and has yeah. actual working stuff and all that. But, yeah, w there's, w where was that? Like, where was the plans that Tony Stark's dad had for that? In 1940, whatever. Right, because he was focused on making the serum. Yeah, they were fo that. That was the thing. Yeah, there was never an Iron Man. So suit why need the serum? Tony Stark thing. If you've he got a, if you, yeah, it was born out of necessity well, for the story. Right, but here's the thing that the the Hydra Stomper in this 
is the whole plot point of it is that it's in like it's indestructible. Well, mm-hmm. why didn't you just make a whole army of these suits instead of worrying about the serum? Because if the suit is indestructible, exactly. You don't. Ex- what do you? What? That's what, what that was the point d- I was making. Yeah. It was like, e- wait, he's got this other tech that because even Iron you don't, Man's you suit don't, falls apart. You don't need a super soldier if you got the suit. Yeah, you didn't. You, you didn't. are a super soldier with the suit. <laughs> right. So. Yeah, it just there was a couple of things like that that just, I didn't care for, and then it just felt like we jumped from scene to scene. And had you not seen Captain America, you'd be like, "What is happening right now?" It would just feel like noise. That's to true. You. you, yeah, you, you already had familiarity with the story. Yeah, so I'm filling in the blanks, but it's like, yeah, I don't think "What If" works for people that don't know the storylines. No. Or haven't at least seen it. And the that's movies. always my complaint with like sequels and stuff. There, there. I can't remember who it was. It might have been like Roger Ebert. Um, Roger Ebert. E- anyway, Ebert. Mm-hmm. Um, he had. I think it may have been him that had this quote that said that um, sequels are only good if you don't need to. Or no, a, a movie should always be able to hold off on its own, or hold up on its own. So it's like a it's a, that's a a nice little rule that I like for story wise, and I think that's why a lot of sequels that are good, you remember them, because there's certain there's certain movies that work really well that where you wouldn't have had to have seen the first one necessarily. Right. So you think of like Terminator Two. Yeah, it helps if you've seen T One because then that moment in the insane asylum where Sarah sees. You know Arnold for the first time; she's freaking out. Sure, yeah. You'd have context, but right. it's not necessary, right? To really get it, because at that moment you're just like, you know, she's a crazy person in an asylum. Maybe she's just scared of this, you know, giant man coming towards her with a shotgun or whatever. Sure, and maybe maybe that that ambiguity and that questioning lends itself to right. that that specific movie experience. Yeah, even but, if you didn't see T one, but you know, most people are gonna. But then there's the movie where it, now I'm, you know, whatever. I'm going to get crap maybe. But my favorite. Most likely. My favorite Star Wars movie is Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. But. I mean, because it, that's arguably the best one. Yes. But it's also a terrible standalone movie because it requires you to have seen yeah, you the have first have, one. Yeah, you have and to have context. And then it immediately yeah. goes into the third one. Right. Because it ends on a cliffhanger and you shouldn't really in anything on a cliffhanger unless it's like an intentional like ambiguity am, ambiguous moment or whatever well, for sure know. and um and so that's the second time that word popped up Have in I this episode so twice, am, ambiguity, ambiguity. ambiguous is the new title of this episode yeah that's the, um, that's the word of the day but so so yeah um well i guess the point i'm trying to make george lucas intended that though Sure. That was a that was an int- they knew going in that they were going to make three films. But as a storyteller and an audience member, I should be able to. I mean, I'm I'm saying this is like black and white. It's not black and white, obviously. But you should be able to come in and enjoy the story without also then needing three hours and fifteen comic books to understand what I'm watching. That's fair. Okay. So, which is why I don't think that, you know, it, it's it's impossible for someone to now come into the MCU. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean. Okay, maybe not now, that now that Endgame is done. Maybe not. 
Yeah, but because if you were to come it, in at uh, I don't know Civil War, you'd be like, "What the heck is happening?" Sure, no, that that in that whole decade was after Iron Man one essentially sure. was planned. Yeah, like we've we've so we've, you have to look at it more like a TV show than an actual m- movie sequel series or whatever you want to sure. call it. Sure, it's it's a it's a decade long TV show that has one episode every. Every year yeah. or every year and a half. So my problem yeah. with the what if episode was that it relied, uh, I think, too much on you as a viewer remembering every single thing from Captain America. Uh, I don't know. I might push back on that a little bit. Um, I can't remember the last time I watched Captain America, yeah, probably the first Avenger. It's been a while. Yeah. Um, well, let's see. It was it was probably 2019 the, when you did your ahead of recap ahead yeah. of uh, Endgame yeah. yeah or ahead of Infinity War rewatch yeah yep so but even that I was like okay um, and you know I probably get hate mail for this but because Captain America is not my favorite Avenger so I no. mean that's and. But I don't know that I ha- I don't remembered every detail of of that storyline. Well, I'm not saying that you necessarily had to remember every detail of that storyline. You just had to fill in the blanks on your own on certain segues and like because oh yeah this, okay that's fair that's this, fair. This episode felt like scene 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 scene. There wasn't a whole lot of like transition. And yeah. I think that was a limit of the time because they yeah. had 30 minutes to get right. this whole story. Yep. And that's what I'm saying is they shouldn't have tried to have told Captain America, the first Avenger, but with Peggy Carter, yep. they should have told a Captain Carter story. Okay. Yeah. All right. And that's right. That's my it biggest becomes, with the it. story becomes different because yeah. of that decision, which right. they totally highlight in the beginning of the exactly. episode, which is cool. But then I don't think the rest of the it felt like they yeah, didn't yeah. play with it enough. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm uh, you know it's interesting as I'm as we're talking about this too. Uh, um, it's it, it's interesting how it hit you versus how it hit me because you listened to it, mm-hmm. so you're probably paying more close attention. Just you're not dis- sound effects. You're yeah. not distracted by the the visuals. Yeah. Which sorry by the way, incredible looking. Yeah. The the the, the animation, animation is the. It's very cool. Yeah. It's the, the way camera movements are and mm-hmm. even character movements, it doesn't feel cheap. I, I say cheap because, um, like, I just came off of watching Invincible on Amazon Prime, which mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen it or not, but um, that show feels pretty cheaply made. I mean, it's a great story so like and great voice acting, so you just you hang with it. But budget-wise, there's clearly, like, a lack of, of budget for certain You're talking things. about the animated series. Yeah, the animated series. Yeah, yeah. Invisible, right. So, but like voice acting and storyline is fantastic. So you stick with it and you put up with it, but it's a lot like, you know, I, early South Park isn't, you know, winning any awards for groundbreaking animation or anything <laughs> like that, you know? So that's right. kind of the vibes that it gave me. But, um... Wait, but, you, were, you were saying the animation was giving you early South Park vibes? Yeah. Of the of what if no 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 on invincible oh invincible invincible oh, okay. is very much Got giving it. me uh, early animation like yeah. early TV animation vibes you know mm-hmm. where they're clearly just like taking a a drawn character and then keyframing it in that same position from one point to the next point as opposed to actually animating all of those points um, be- between that but um, 
anyways, check out Invincible if you don't mind absolute gore and insanity. But um, it's fantastic. But this what if, though, the animation style of it is just insane. Like, it's so cool and stylized. And even explosions and stuff looked yeah, they, different. The way like they, the, yeah, very it was stylized within the stylization. Yeah, it, it was, was cool. very comic. I started to, so, yeah. like, halfway through watching it the first time, I was really paying attention to those the way those drawings were, yeah, um, the way the explosions happened, the 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 fight scenes, it was like, oh, this is very comic, right? Yeah. Like comic esque. There isn't a lot of, there is no blood basically. There's Except a lot for one. There's a lot of she shooting. Smashes that huge dude's face into the ground, and I was like, whoa! And there's blood uh, all over the concrete. Yeah. I was I was pretty surprised by it actually. Yeah, there's it's very violent. It is incredibly the, the, violent. The violence is <laughs> she kills it, everyone. Yeah, she and but it's funny because other than that particular in which I do recall that, yeah, there's no like there's a lot of shooting happening. Right. There isn't any blood. Yeah, she's totally demolishing these dudes. You see the explosions, oh but gosh. you don't see she's it's guys not into it's fire. not gory or yeah, graphic right. in that way. Yeah. Um, it's definitely, but she piles up. Yeah, for sure. She piles up all the, all (laughs) the, the, the hydra soldiers and, uh, you know, or the German, uh, I guess they're Nazis, Nazi soldiers or whatever, you know, and it was, and I'm just like, yeah, this isn't really for kids. No, it's very different than Captain America, the movie, you know, like in, in that there was a little bit of like. You know, uh, let your imagination do the filling in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, you know, Steve shoots at someone, you don't necessarily see them get shot or whatever. Right. And this one, you pretty much see everything except there's just no blood, you know, with it. I mean, even Red Skull, when he shoots the oh, yeah. the, the Third Reich officer and he, he goes down, there's there's no blood. There's no blood, but it's. You see the gun, the sm- gun smoking, and you through see his the eye. eye. Yeah. And that transition then, through his eye, which is almost worse than seeing any blood, because you just see dead cool, man's he, eyes. And he, as he pulls off the mask yeah. and reveals that he's Red Skull, right. and just that, yeah, the camera, camera, <laughs> yeah. quotes, work was really cool in that. But um, yeah, animation fantastic. Yeah, absolutely nothing wrong with that. And voice yeah. acting is great in it too, even yeah. though most of them aren't the actual you know actors that play those original characters, right? Hugo Weaving couldn't could not be more done with the Red Skull character. So I, I'm curious if it was. I, I think it's the same the guy, guy that, that was Infinity War. Yeah, Infinity okay. War and Endgame. That makes sense because uh, I mean, it, if it's not the 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 That's sound, the third guy, just they the found, quality yeah. of his voice is identical. I thought it maybe was Hugo Weaving for a second, and then he said something else, and I was like, "Oh no, it's not him." Okay. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I he's think so, he's, he's done, so with done with it. Even if it's just voice acting, um, but um, yeah, I, I thought you know because it is at Haley, it is actually Haley Atwell. I don't know if Stark is actually Stark or not. Oh, it looks like it is. I don't know. I mean, overall, I like the premise. I didn't. I just. I don't know. I wasn't. Um, I wasn't blown away by the story. I, I just thought they could have went a little, and maybe they did play it safe on purpose for the first one. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe well, it's gonna get well weird. because we saw. I mean, if you saw the trailer where right. where T'Challa is is Star Lord, yeah, he's a Ravager. Wait, what? Like <laughs> again, so though, like how weird are they gonna get with that? Because like, I mean, Yondu making, is still Yondu. You can get it as weird as you want. I mean, well, yeah, but, but are they going to? But I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think you have to have some 
similar elements to to you know like story framework to follow along i know i yeah i see where you're coming from i just i just wanted i wanted the similarities to end at the characters and not so much see the same story i've already seen again yeah cuz really the only difference is that Captain America is a woman and a tentacle monster comes out at the end instead of getting frozen in ice. Right. That's really the only difference. Right. You know, and obviously there's no winter soldier that is created, but right. So yeah, but no, you know, like Steve doesn't die. Bucky doesn't die. Quote, quote yet. Well, yeah, I don't think we're going to come back to these characters. at all. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. And I was also a little disappointed that there wasn't, because if you do watch the last trailer, there wasn't there was it, it made it appear as if there was this interweaving uh, multiverse thing with Doctor Strange involved, and it was going to all be like a connected story. All of these episodes. Well, it's you know when Captain Carter comes out the other side of the time portal. Yeah, but I don't you think know, that's it's a, Fury and in Hawkeye standing there, and he's. I still like, don't it's think Captain it's going to be. As, I don't know if they'll come back to it though. I think that's just where they're going to leave that. Unless maybe season two or something. Is that a cat? It is. It's a little tiny kitten. It's very tiny. It's like three weeks old. Meow. It'll fit in your hand. Oh. Like it's probably smaller than your hand, by the way. Oh. Yeah. Anyways, I got distracted. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So I don't know. It's interesting. I, I like the idea of, of, you know, what if, but I do agree they could tweak this the storyline further. This could have been a little bit more original. I like, thought. not not borrow so much. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you know, playing it safe, or or just give me, I don't know, an extra five minutes of why all of a sudden Howard Stark, seventy years before Tony even thought of an Iron Man suit, created an Iron Man suit. There's like nothing. I don't know. There wasn't any. There wasn't enough. Um, development it was all just very much like get to the next action yeah thing it was like okay i made a suit great okay steve's in it already we're going there's no Mm -hmm. there was no like learning how to ride drive the suit okay so here's here's a question for you do you think that 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 element was because the the love of Captain America and Steve Rogers was too great for them to let him be like this mousy yeah. background character. Yeah, there's no way they were going to let him just be like a, a pencil pusher at a desk. There's no way. Because that would have been fantastic. I agree. He should have <laughs> became what she became. All the, all the fat Captain America fans are like hating on us right now. Which, but who cares? Like, it's what if. That's what, I wanted. If. That's that's what I wanted to see. I didn't need right. to see because, yeah, I understand that like Steve Rogers has the fighter in his you know soul. Mm-hmm. But that's not what the story is about. Like, the story is about Captain Carter. So sure. make it about Captain Carter. Right. And it still just kind of felt like... She was still a little bit of like a secondary character in a way because we had all these other characters that were still there kicking butt. Well, I mean, mm, yeah, I know. I mean, I, I, th- I don't so want to say full on secondary but, character, but, but yeah, that's a little harsh. Uh, here's the thing that I did appreciate that now this gets a little bit more socio political, I guess, but um. Just the fact that 
she's a woman. She's Captain America, essentially. Mm. Um, which and they are not happy about that at the beginning. Who? Yeah. yeah. Like the okay, the Colonel. And right. Stuff, yeah. yeah. So, and then especially because it's 1940s, and, and she's like. Hey, now I'm respect. You know, there's that dialogue between her and Steve Rogers, and in you know where she's she's not being excluded from being in the room. Right. She's seen. she she's yeah. She doesn't have to yell and right. and, and to be heard. Yeah. Um, and I think that's you know. Um, but again, you know, a lot of women are fe- feel that. You sure. Know? I mean that 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 mentality that's been pushed. For, for decades. My problem with that, though, is not so much that she says it. It's that it's then followed up with Steve saying, I wish I knew how that felt. So it's like you just completely ruined that, like, strong female moment to me. Hmm. Because now you've gone and you've made it about this, you know, scrawny little, you know, pipsqueak that Steve is at that moment. And you right. made it about him again because now it's like, Oh yeah, well he's cause he's tiny and he, you know, he's not like every other soldier that he doesn't get invited to the, the big meetings or whatever. Yeah. And it just took me out. And again, this is me probably listening over watching. So maybe mm-hmm. there's a little bit of a, I don't know, a disconnect there or something, but yeah, I didn't catch it. I didn't, it just felt like feel you, that you had this much. moment with her being like, yeah, I'm, I'm seen, I'm heard and I'm invited to these meetings now. Right. And then him just going, yeah, I wish I knew what that was. And it's like, what? Well, and then she says later when the, when she's meeting with Stark and the general, she yeah. turns to the general and says, you know, you're, you're lucky, lucky to be here. Invited. Yeah. Yeah. So, Even you know, the there's word. that, which yeah. was kind of a nice, it was kind of a he nice. he says it earlier. Yeah, yeah, it was a nice dig back to that. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's interesting because, you know, that, this episode coming out at this time on the heels of Black Widow coming out, you know, Black Widow finally getting getting her solo film. Yeah. Um, though there were issues with that yep. um in real real life. Yeah. Uh she burned that bridge. Rightfully so. I you know, yeah. I think on one hand it's like I appreciate her not not in, not getting pushed around. Yeah. Right. And I think that's what, you know, the message from uh, this episode of what if is 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 saying that, man, we've got to respect we've got to we've got to give respect where respect is due. And, you know, if we're we're about treating people with honor and respect equally, it shouldn't matter what color they are. It shouldn't matter what sex they are. It shouldn't matter what like they're a person, they're a human being. And. Um, and so now, now we're, we've transitioned into black widow or scholar Johansson's lawsuit versus Disney plus. Let let me just say this real quick on it. Um, I used this analogy a a couple of weeks ago and I was talking to somebody else about it and, um, someone younger than me. So they had no idea what I was really talking about, but Napster, (laughs) um, if anyone remembers Napster, uh, got sued pretty hard by Metallica back in the day. Yeah, um, because it was a file sharing platform. So if you don't know what Napster is, is a, it was a file sharing platform where people were ripping, yeah, music files from CDs, CDs or yeah. or co- copies they, yeah. that they had from old tapes. They were digitizing it basically, and yeah. so these MP3s 
we're now getting flooded on this platform, which Napster basically hosted, mm-hmm. and you could share music with your friends. Right. Or random people. Right. And um, so Metallica sues them, and everyone starts ragging and hating on Metallica and doing all these, like, animated videos that ended up on the internet and stuff because because everyone was like napster is the best and we want to be able to share all this music and all this stuff well because it was free music exactly right and the so you know the the labels kind of owned yeah all, everybody they owned the bands they owned yeah. the distribution they owned every aspect of how you could so get they were music. losing a lot of money yeah but they also had a lot of money so my analogy that i wanted to use was that metallica sues napster that wasn't just because Metallica wanted more money. It was because there wasn't a lawyer and there wasn't money for these smaller bands that actually rely on selling their music mm-hmm. at concerts or on well, online or in the record stores at the time. And so for Metallica to, to go and fight against them, this was oh wow Napster's still around. Stupid. Yeah, apparently Rhapsody had, has changed their name to, to Napster, Napster, which is the same logo and everything. Wow. I just it looked hasn't it even up. Changed. Yeah, stupid. But um, <laughs> but that's what they were doing. So Metallica was, yeah, sure, suing suing them for themselves, but also suing them for the smaller, the bands. little guy. Yeah, yeah, in in a lot of ways, and so. That, to me, is a lot of what I think is happening here with Scarlett Johansson. Is like, yeah, she made $20 million already, sure. But here's the point is she was, she was given a contract. She signed that contract. Disney agreed to that contract. Marvel agreed to that contract. And then they didn't uphold that contract. Well, yeah. Okay, the so interesting because... Well, let's roll back here real quick. Yeah, it wasn't Disney that agreed. It was, it was, it was Marvel. Marvel Studios, which, which is, ultimately is owned by Disney. Yes. But Disney decided to, to, from what we've been told, yeah. and what's been, yeah, great. Released, None of us are in these board meetings. We don't, so. we don't know all the details for sure. However, the issue is, is that the agreement was theater release only, and her salary and bonuses thereof were based on a theatrical release. Right. Well, box office percentage. Yeah, is what she was going to get in her contract. And so Disney decides, hey, we're going to drop same day, same day on Disney Plus with a premier price tag or whatever. And I think she did actually get um, some kind of bonus Mm. for that, but not anywhere close to what a box office release might have gotten. Well, sure, because they did a box office release also, but because they did the Disney Plus premier access release. I'm sure a lot of people didn't go to the box office. For I sure. Mean, I didn't. For sure. Neither. Um, I just bought well, it. Well, I did. I yeah, went did. I went because I had to. You know, I wanted to support, and I got to see it in the big yeah. Cine Capri screen. But right. um, but then, yeah, we watched it on uh, a few more times on Disney+. Plus. But it doesn't matter to me. Like, I, I don't care that she already made $20 million, and then she was, like, asking for more money. That's not, like what's really happening there. Yeah, that doesn't bother me. It's, it's, yeah, it's a lot of money, sure. But, but if you It's were, the contract. Yeah, it's the you contract. You signed an agreement. Right. You signed an agreement. Like, yeah. if we signed an agreement and and you went off and violated that agreement, that's a breach of the contract. Right. We're talking about the the, the principle of integrity here. We're yeah. talking about the principle of, of being honest 
we're in in honoring one another right that was the problem yeah this is the bigger problem so i don't care how big you are i don't care how much money you have and how you you can afford like lawyers till the end of the day whatever and it's like just because you can doesn't mean you should yeah um it probably i'm sure someone sat down and said hey if she sues us What's the most that we'd have to pay out? Sure. Okay. It was a, well, it was, how much it was an opportunity cost from the premier access on Disney hundred percent. Okay. And, and are people going to start unsubscribing to Disney plus because of this situation? Nope. They're not. Is Disney plus going to get shut down because of this situation? Nope. It isn't. So the opportunity cost versus what the, you know, it's like, okay, this might cost us a hundred million dollars, yeah. but we're going to make $4 billion dollars. Right. Over the next five years, they're already the second so largest sure. streaming network, and so they've sh- only been open for three years. So, so, so sure, hundred. Yeah. Wait, three years? It's only, it hasn't even been three years. Yeah, I was gonna say. Because I bought that three-year pass. It was like so. 2019, right? When they, when they started. 18. There's been two Mandalorian seasons. Huh. Yeah. Wow. So. Okay. Wait. That's why Google Gosh, is your friend. <laughs> Now I don't know. We're we're fact checking each other during the. (laughs) When did Disney Plus come out? Who does it faster? November November 12, 2019. (laughs) I had it first. I said it first. Anyways. um, So I was right. 2019. In the fall. But yeah. Yeah. So, so. But the other Why part of that, that translate too, to the thirty five dollars that I spent on Premier Access, then like it should have just been a carryover, it, and she should have gotten a percentage of that as well, which I think she is now. Right, like, and when was the contract written? Who I mean, cares? Obvi- obviously Disney Plus was a thing because and, well, there was the specific. Thing that's crazy is Disney tried to play it off as like the Act of God clause. Right, right, right. With COVID, you're You're being insensitive to stop your your amusement parks. Stop using. Yeah, this is another (laughs) classic example of of somebody using COVID as an excuse to for their lack of integrity. Um, Especially, I mean, just big companies want more money, and it's like, shut up. Yeah, and then but but the narrative the narrative to smear Scarlett's name saying that well she got plenty of money why you know it's like dude which is not the point it's not the point exactly and but but people that don't have money right they're gonna go they're they're gonna kind of get this this whole they ironically side with the billionaire billion company they're like well what what dude shut up poor little mickey mouse the point is the point is integrity the point is is that if we're signing a contract that we agree to it's an agreement that means this is how we're going to behave and we create precedence by this lawsuit exactly for the next person well and not just that not just upholding contracts and upholding integrity but also i also appreciate the fact she happens to be a woman Mm. yeah that's a big difference and and so how women how women have been you know and and there's the argument that oh well why did it take this long i think i think the tides are shifting Mm. and people or that you know that that sexism is is slowly dying to some degree because we're seeing, and I and I think it should. I think we shouldn't be paying women less. I don't think we we should be looking that looking at them as 
as lesser. They're they're not. We're we're together side by side. That's how God created us, side by you know, from the side. So, you know, I think as a culture, we sh- we need to respect them more. We need to change those past narratives that have have um, that have really um, subjugated them. Mm. That ha- have, uh, yeah. So, um, I can't say I know how it feels. I can't no. because I'm a man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Join us but, next week as two white men talk about yeah, yeah. <laughs> racial and sexual uh, sexist issues. Yeah. But but I I'm like I I cheer for for her courage. I cheer that that, that she's not just going to go. Well, I know this is I, I'm fighting against a big machine. Yeah. Um, well, the thing that helps with that too is that even Kevin Feige as a political of an answer as it was a response. He, he basically came out and supported her in he, a way. He did. In, in the most like, I mean, I'm not going to get fired kind of way. Sure. He could. Sure. It was very politically yeah, correct. Yeah. But he very much, uh, not to, to, yeah. Yeah. But it was very much like a, give her what she's promised type of a thing, you right. know? And right. He, so I, I don't, I, I think he's well, just as think, annoyed with it as, well, as for sure, is. because the contract was with his, with him with with basically. with Marvel Studios. Yeah. And and then the the parent company decides they're not going to honor th- that element of it or whatever yeah. and they're going to skirt it because their opportunity cost and right. they're going to make more this other way. Yeah. Like in yeah, I don't know. It just it, it's kind of a bad taste in my I mouth. I don't know where we know. got <laughs> to this conversation from, so I'm not sure we're going to be able to go back to it, but I think, uh, you know, hopefully this does set precedence and it keeps people, you know, the, the bigger corporations in line with what they're promised for their contracts and all that. And, um, at least, you know, just helping those people, uh, you know, it, it's just, it's, it's difficult to kind of put yourself in those shoes. Cause you're talking about, more money than anyone really needs, but that's, you know, kind of not the point. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I would just, uh, I don't know, right, big right-hand turn here, but, you know, just also as we're doing this and, and talking about upholding contracts and maybe even writing new versions of contracts for things that include this type of situation, just also looking at crew and and yeah. people that are actually, you know, making the movie in giving them kind of, I mean, the, there's, there's those famous stories of Keanu Reeves giving bonuses or whatever to the visual effects team for the matrix. Right. And, uh, or the stunt team, it may have been both. I don't know. He's a great dude. So who knows? Um, and it's like, why don't, you know, why isn't that happening more often? Why, sure. why aren't we seeing crew getting a percentage of, well, I, and I I understand that you know the, the, that that's just like that's the uh, it's just the way it's always been. Well, yeah, and, and I think so the way it always been needs to change. Oh, for I think sure. I you know it's I, I'm glad that you brought this up because my wife and I were having this discussion just the other day, and she was talking about con- uh, conscientious capitalism, and conscientious capitalism is where um, 
the company is giving 20% of the profits back to the employees right. or whoever the workers are. Instead or of the whoever CEO. The, yeah. Right. What about that? I yeah. mean, you want to talk about really having a healthy, sure. vibrant yeah. economy as well as people that are super stoked to be working on the things that they are working on. I don't know. Mm. I'm, I'm not saying that people are disgruntled in, in the, you know, people choose but, this craft yeah. because they love the craft. Sure. But I love that. That's, that's a, that's a major topic of conversation that's, that's bubbling up right now is conscientious capitalism. Um, I think we've we've seen throughout history, you know, now this is a political podcast. Um, no, it's not. It isn't. But, you know, these things do play into, you know, into the craft. So, you know, we talk about things that are related. Or into the um, way that it's always been. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so, you know, we want to help shine a light on those on those things, but also help be a part of changing things for the better, you know being a part of the conversation. Hey, let's provide a platform to have the conversation mm. and and think about these things and you know, maybe that spurs other sure conversations for people that they they weren't thinking about this thing and now yeah. they are and 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 maybe we can make decisions about hey, as as things grow, it's like yeah, I don't need this extra 20% and and that becomes an issue of generosity versus greed, right? Yeah, that, right? You know, it's the principle behind it. It's like, yeah, let's we want to make a ton so that we can give a ton, right? Yeah, it's not like we want to make a ton so I get a ton. We we can, yeah exactly yeah right. yeah it's and it's the we instead of I yeah and there's not a whole yeah. lot of we although I will say I feel like you're I think you're right it's it's moving at a snail's pace. But we're getting more to we as opposed to I. I hope so. I think so. I hope so. And, and I mean, you're seeing more just regular businesses, not even film businesses, doing that, where you know they are giving a percentage of overall whatever to their employees instead of just the CEO. And um, yeah, it, it's it's interesting, you know, to to think that because if I was a grip on a shoot and I got. I don't know, even it's like a $500 bonus because that was my percentage of that box office or whatever. I feel like I'm going to have more buy-in when I go and work for that production company again that hired me. Yeah, and what's $500 for for that? that, I mean, that's nothing. That's a drop in the bucket for those, you know, those, those releases that were, you know, because we were, we were getting into a season prior to COVID where, like almost every release was billion over a billion, yeah, which is crazy to yeah. think about. So, and these movies, I mean, not every single one of them cost that much. I mean, if you look at uh, what was the last one to do a billion, probably Joker. Uh, Joker, yeah, which was, of course, that wasn't late, Disney. It was late twenty nineteen, but, yeah. but still, I'm just saying, like that movie only cost, I say only, only cost like eighty, maybe maybe a hundred million dollars. So that's what they're banking on a lot of times is those lower movies making a billion but it's like we have to change our perception you know the 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 corporations and elites have to change their perception of what's successful because now it's like if it doesn't reach a million dollars the or billion dollars the box office it's it didn't make any money it's like what are you talking about right and that's i think one of the sad things of 
um, movie theater experiences, you don't get a whole lot of those middle grade movies anymore. And that's why I think a lot of people are going to Netflix and Hulu and stuff because they're able to go and make their mid budget, you know, just 20 to $30 million movie and then get it out into the world because those people are like, they're about the artistry of it. So we need to change this. We we need to be conscientious capitalists where we're not afraid to make money, but you know, let's, let's give back to the, the people that are, really lifting doing the heavy lifting sure and and uh let's let's cut hours stop making people work 12 14 16 18 hour days yeah that's not healthy it's not that's that's not healthy it doesn't help anybody's mental health um mental health is terrible in the film industry right now and there is a big movement that that's exciting to see right now of um you know a lot of a lot of people just getting behind each other to to push this you know better work hours and and appropriate wages so it's it's a big thing right now um and i'm excited to see it and i hope you know we're very fortunate we have nine to five so like you know salary and benefits but you know um that doesn't mean i don't want the best for my fellow human exactly you know exactly um get that cheddar for sure appropriately and and yeah, this is such a bigger, there's so many layers to this problem, yeah. you know, uh, it's not stuff that we can necessarily fix. No, um, but, but, but let's, let's think, let's the, have the conversation. Yeah. yeah let's I think people together, you get enough people together, they can change the world. Yeah. And on that note, I think that's it. I think yeah. you've listened to two we out of touch we, we, white men <laughs> we, we, discussing sociopolitical. We, we fell down. We fell down a we rabbit did. hole. That was a weird last twenty minutes. But yeah. um, anyways, uh, I'm excited. But it's principle based. I mean, sure. we got to stand for something, right? Yeah. If we don't stand for something, we stand for nothing. There it is. And 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 then nobody wins. Yeah. So yeah. okay. Well, if you have any uh, questions, comments, or uh, concerns about what we talked about today. Or if you just want to call a socialist, um, you can email us. Or you want to add us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, email us uh, antifilmclub at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at antifilmclub and on Instagram at antifilmfilmclub. And just let us know what you're thinking. Let us know. Are you in the industry? Are you doing anything? What are your crazy hours right now? Yeah. What are um, your thoughts? Yeah. And what are your thoughts? Do you have an opinion on this? Let yeah. Us know. Hit uh, us up. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally interested to see. So um, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, This has been uh, the Anti-Film Film Club podcast. I'm Zach. And this is Eric. And we'll catch you next time. Bye.